0: hello welcome to lion city rock welcome to what do they call that edm sr or what is it asmr asmr
1: sorry welcome to lion city rock the first podcast about singapore music <laughs> this is uh well episode something or the other we've lost we've lost count of the lost episodes. Count. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Conflict, yeah even eh? though we're even though we're just coming into season two we've really lost yeah. time. that's how that's how fast we, we know go. it's season two <laughs> la. that's all yeah yeah somewhere <laughs> in season two um yeah and uh <laughs> uh today's a uh, three podcast will uh this is just a little uh little quick intro we're gonna do before we kick off the pro- podcast proper um, but, um because we're talking to i think one of i think these guys they they encapsulate the term um power trio you know um not only the power part <laughs> comes from the the, the the music that they put out it's really powerful um, and if you like grindcore you know who we're talking about mm. um we're talking about wormrot, wormrot of course. Rot, yes yes yes
0: what do you like about wormrot kevin well, i think wormrot i think what they've managed to achieve um you know as a singapore band uh, to I mean the thing is they really have carved a niche within the niche right of the grindcore niche, and they managed to to kind of establish themselves worldwide, which is which is a pretty amazing achievement for a, a Singapore band, no matter what genre you're talking about.
1: Wormrot, uh, we we managed to get in touch with them late last year, um. So this this mm. uh, interview is from sometime in late twenty twenty one. Um, we spoke to Vijesh, the drummer of the band and so-called baby of the group because yep. he joined a few years um, after the band had been going on. Yeah, he's like the second, the second yeah, drummer. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was nice of him to pop in. I think um, he he had he was giving drum lessons that day and uh, he called in yep. direct from his drum studio. <laughs> yeah, That's which right. you can tell because uh, in the background, you probably hear yeah. all these like
0: yeah i mean there's some sounds bleeding in but you know it's like it's like listening to the first let's zap in album <laughs> that's a good one which has a yeah. lot of bleeding from other th- other tracks if if you didn't notice before now you now you better go and listen again
1: yeah but uh <laughs> yeah yeah that's true that's true but at least it's not as bad as um that's what um was it john from the crescendos was talking about how they had to put the speaker in and oh yeah. in, uh, to get that yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, didn't, yeah we didn't need to do that to get this effect no, so, no. for this for this uh, for this particular episode. all natural yep yep <laughs> so yeah without uh, much further ado let's get into the interview with worm rods on lion city rock Hello and welcome to another episode of Lion City Rock. Um, today, we have a very interesting guest um, because, okay, up front, up front, right? Uh, I, I don't really know too much of the genre, of the, the musical genre about the guests that we're going to talk to today. As you know, my, my musical tendencies tend to veer towards guitars that don't have distortion on all the time. Um, and uh, um, so it'll be. I think it's going to be quite an interesting. Uh, uh, session. Um, talking to these guys who call themselves wormrot. Um, if you if you read about them, yeah, I mean, you know, googling about them in the local media here in Singapore, you, you don't find a lot of uh, hits, uh. Yeah. But if you if you look at overseas media, they're practically everywhere, and usually mention of this band comes with exclamation marks at the end like can't believe they're back with a new album and stuff like that so or eagerly awaiting new stuff when is it coming out guys you know all these kind of things come out so so you got the you got the and i think you i think you mentioned before like you know they've always been cited as one of the top like grindcore bands um, you know around the world so Mm. it gives us great pleasure today and please put your wonderful hands together for Vijesh from WormRod. Yay! Yay.
2: Woohoo. <laughs> hey guys, what's up? Thanks for the warm welcome. Thank you so much.
0: Thank, thanks for finding the time to to, to spend with us. Um, as usual, uh, we usually start by really talking uh, with the guests about maybe their background, a little bit of introduction. So maybe you could tell us a bit about yourself, how you... How you got into music, and ultimately how you you ended up uh, working with Room uh, Rock.
2: Mm, okay, well, um, I started playing drums at the age of eleven. Um, it all began when I was in sec- uh, like secondary school, where I saw a bunch of uh, bands perform at a concert in my school, and I thought it was really really cool. I thought it was really interesting, and um, that drove me into learning more about the instrument itself, going to Yamaha and. Um, actually trying out the electronic drums over there. And um, I ended up really loving it. And uh, the rest is history for that part. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I I really wanted to pursue drums for the rest of my life. I'm lucky that my parents were supportive uh, from the start. Um, They even bought me a drum set when I was about 12. Yeah, when they saw the passion, when they saw that I really loved it and I was air drumming every single day you know it's more it, it it makes more sense that i hit on the drums uh than i hit on the sofa and couch and loo <laughs> yeah. and the- yeah <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs> yeah yeah
0: yeah so 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 what kind of music were you listening to
2: at that age um okay so i i grew up in the 90s so at that era you know obviously everyone was listening to like pop punk um you know green day sum 41 blink 182 and um, i grew up with that at the start Hmm. but it wasn't long until I went into metal because as my, as my musical taste progressed, it just grew heavier and heavier. So it went from, um, you know, like my first album that I actually ever bought was Linkin Park's hybrid theory. Oh, okay. so, yeah. That was my first ever oh. that I bought. I remember buying it from tower records in santa wow. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, from there it just kept going heavier and heavier. I went, I went, I went into like Metallica, um, you know, Iron Maiden, um Pantera, Slipknot. Mm. And from there it just progressed to even heavier music um till the point where I am I am where I am now. <laughs> but mm. I still I still love all the uh, don't get me wrong, I still love um music that's not metal or not heavy or not drank, sure. you sure. know, as we all do. Yep. And uh, as I um like I was from LaSalle, so I studied music in Um, that exposed me to various different genres as well
0: so so when did you uh, start playing metal
2: in a band i think i started when i was 13 years old there was a bunch of guys um, from that i met at gigs so they they had they had a band and uh, i was like hey you know uh, you know could i play and all that stuff with you guys but that was when i was really young and it wasn't like serious or anything. It was just um, having fun and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I've, I I knew since young. I always wanted to play music. I always wanted to play the drums. I knew that this was the only thing I was I would do for the rest of my life, and I didn't want to do anything else. I knew it from the from the moment I fell in love with the drums. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's interesting. So, so you got into this band. When when you were 13, this would be what, in the early 2000s or something like that?
2: Okay, yeah, I am. See, now, you know, you're bringing me, me back to math class. <laughs> la. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm 30 now. I'm 30 years old this year. So, ah, if you yeah. back date, that would be. 20,
0: 20 or 3, yeah, like yeah. Mm, yeah. Around there, three
1: okay. yeah. four. Okay, okay. Well, you know, so so the thing is, I mean, you didn't join Rock until a bit later. So from then until uh, Wombra happened, were you con- consistently playing in bands or were you doing gigs and? Stuff?
2: Uh, yeah, I was actually playing. Um, like I was doing a lot of um, sessioning for bands here and there. And, uh, oh, okay. I played in a bunch of bands along the way. Like, um, uh, it, but it wasn't until. After ARMY that I got... Um, so, this is the story of how I came to be part of Worm Rock. It was right after I finished my ARMY and I was watching um, a Will Smith show called a movie called Pursuit of Happiness. I'm sure you guys have mm, heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, be- beautiful movie. I, I always tear up when I uh, when I watch it. So, especially because I, I had lost my dad um, around that time when I joined the band. So, I was... When I watched that movie, I was thinking, you know, where's my life going? I just finished army. I don't know where. I mean, like, I really want to do music. I really want to uh, contribute. You know, my talents somewhere. And um, uh, like right after I finished watching the movie, I went to check my phone inside my room, which was charging, and I saw a message from Arif, the singer of Wormrot, saying. Uh, hey, I've um, I've got your number from a friend, and uh, uh, we are we currently don't have a drummer. Uh, would Would you like to come and jam a few songs with us? Wow. Okay. So I literally looked up in the sky, and I was like, you know, is it blessing from my dad or something? Because I was, I I heard about Wormrot at that point of time, but I didn't know, uh, I didn't know that they didn't have a drummer at that point and and that opportunity came to me from the singer our singer arif and, um, up till this day i'm so grateful for that message i still keep that message you know so that that's yeah that's something that's very close to my heart and um yeah and he asked me how many how how long do you need to learn um how this amount of songs and i say because i'm really i was so eager to jam with the band i was so eager to in the studio with the guys so i said um just one week let's do it you know yeah. <laughs> so you let all their tracks in one well, week was, wow that's a, that's a lot of songs right yeah. <laughs> um well yeah i mean um so he gave me six uh six tracks i, I believe it was six tracks and i i locked myself in my in in my house at my old home. Now I'm, I shifted house already, but back in my old house, I locked myself in the in my room. I told my mom, I told my dad, I told my dad, so I told my mom, and um, do not disturb me at all. Like give me, you know, give me this few days. I really need to focus. I want to get the songs. I want to nail them. I really want to focus. Every, you know, note for note, I want to be able to play them um, mm. to the best of my abilities. And uh, we jammed the next week, and everything was good. And um, you know, I was so grateful for that because uh, on the way home, um, when I was in a bus on the way home, and I got a message from from them saying "Welcome to the Wormrod family," and wow. that was okay. that was the moment where my hair stood, and I I was like, <laughs> I got to scream and shout, but I couldn't do it because I'm on double decker bus on the top floor, you know. <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah, that's the full story basically, and uh, yeah. Fast but forward five, six years later, here we are. Yeah, wow. I mean, yeah. like, like
1: you know, so you had heard of the band by then, already. I mean, that like you were, were you a fan of the band already at that time, or?
2: To be honest, okay, um, this is really the the truth. You know, they, they asked me, um, so what grindcore bands do you know and all that stuff. Yeah. I. I straight away mentioned band, of course, there was Napalm Death, which I knew, yeah. but mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't know like grindcore, grindcore bands. I I named out a few bands that were, that I thought were grindcore at that point mm-hmm. of time, but actually were death metal. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, it was a completely new experience for me I'm learning grindcore from, okay, so I had to learn the genre fresh and uh, when i came in i was not playing exactly the way that it should have been played you know it okay. was not um, the vibe was different you know i was playing i was playing more in a metal uh, metal way right when grind is slightly different you know there are certain techniques certain um, uh, certain ways of playing that's different from from the metal genre so okay. i had to study i had to do my homework um, mm. and i'm up till this day you know i'm so thankful so grateful to the guys for being patient with me, um, they literally sent me um, tracks, songs, bands. So hey, check this out, check that out, check this out, check that out. And once again, I went back inside into my um, into my shell and learned, <laughs> you know, learned the genres, studied the the way that the drummers play, watch a ton of videos, and um, yeah. And then we recorded voices. Which was um, which is my first um recording with the band about six years ago, I believe so.
1: So so you're like you're like the baby of the group, uh in that sense. Yeah. 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 But but, <laughs> but since you since you mentioned since you mentioned genres and stuff, I mean maybe just take me as a guy who's like, Oh wow, I'm interested in this kind of uh this kind of music. You know, I mean okay, I, I mean for myself, I mean I've been I've been writing about music for Yongs. But um, you know a, a genre like grindcore is something that I, I've I've yet to fully explore. So you know I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to be be a teacher and then yeah. tell us mm-hmm. what, like, what is the difference between like like how do I know when I'm listening to grindcore? So how how do I know that okay when I listen to this track I know it's grindcore? What 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 sets grindcore apart from all the other genres?
2: Yeah, okay, I would say um, there is no restrictions, there's no boundaries. And if you're talking about grindcore, there is a certain, there are certain elements that do remain the same, you know, like like um the, the attack in the music, the ferociousness or whatever you might want to call it. But, but you know, grindcore is um ultimately, I believe it's a mixture of um, hardcore, punk, and metal that's 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 if you ask me but if you ask everyone it's going to be a different different you know it's going to be a different answer because um yeah i mean it's, it's like a combination you know it's mixture I, that's what i believe uh, but it always changes you know like how music has to evolve um so with with Rod, that's what we we do you know we always try to bring something new to our um, next album you know we don't want to keep it to that uh, typical same, you know, blast, dv, blast, dv, and, uh, you know, the same structure, start, stop, start, stop kind of stuff. Yeah. No, we don't, we don't want to try, we don't want to keep, you know, keep, uh, we want to evolve basically. We yeah, want, yeah, yeah. I think it, I think this is important that, yeah. um, for a band to evolve, if not, every album was, is going to sound the same. And yeah, if the first album, you've already heard basically all the albums, if you, you know, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Go! I think, I think personally, I, I think there's there's an interesting balance uh, when I hear listen to Grandcore or similar extreme metal genres is that mm. there's a very interesting balance between the so-called technical and the visceral mm. right? it's a nice nice blend of both it's obviously very technical when you listen to it but yep. then it's also like you say ferocious very right? visceral it's really in your face
2: right? yeah so that's
0: a really so how do you find that how do you kind of find that balance in when you make this music
2: um I think as always you know emotions play a huge role um whatever we are experiencing at, at, at that point of time, um, it goes into the music, like mm. for us, what we are, what we are feeling at that point of time, what what's going on around us, I guess that influences us the most. So, you know, there's there there's a lot of dark times that, uh, mm. dark moments, you know, there are a lot of uh, moody moments that we've had um, individually, you know, like in our lives. And I think when we combine that together, it, it you know, it comes it blends together. It blends together to make uh, our music blends together together to um, ultimately make what we are putting out. So yeah, I mean factors that influence us from outside. That's more, uh, uh, you know, it just naturally happens somehow that you know our emotions get blended in with mm, the
1: mm.
2: with the vibe of um, mm. with the grindcore music. Originally, we are still sticking to the the roots we're still sticking to the roots, but we're adding in um, a different flavor. So it's yes. not, it's not the same, um, you know, there's the same grind that you would listen to maybe 20 years ago. Right. Or, right. Like, right.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, so, okay. So maybe we talk a little bit about voices, even though it's now five, six years ago. So maybe talk a little bit about the recording process guys. saw so there is a, she, uh, produced by Cedric. Yep, that's correct. Cedric from Mazurbias, yeah, I remember him because um, I chose I chose their band for babies all those oh, yeah, years ago. Yeah, that's right. I, lo- yeah. I love I love, I, love <laughs> I really love their band, Mazurbias. So it was cool to see his name as uh, the producer. So if we can talk a little bit about the
2: production of, of uh, voices. Uh okay. So voices was I uh, I think I believe so the beginning of um, a different sound for the band. Um, um, of course you know like myself coming into the picture and uh, mm. as well as Cedric's um abilities and and uh, his you know his take on on how he mixes and produces the uh, the the bands that he has done um he has yeah he had we we, we had fun working with him we had fun it was uh, it was a great experience it was a great first experience for me as well recording with the band i i hold that experience truly close to my heart we have a lot of honestly we have some videotapes that we have not released but oh. you know i we i don't think we are going to because that you know it's like I have no idea where it is also. <laughs> <laughs> okay but uh working with him was, was great working with him was awesome uh i think uh all you know every sound engineer has has a different kind of sound i believe mm-hmm. they bring yeah. to the band whichever band it they, they might record um, so if you compare voices maybe with the older stuff you know you're going to you're going to realize that it's not as uh raw sounding as it was before so yeah it just it's slightly it goes more towards the slightly more produced direction yeah
1: yeah I mean, to mm. me the uh, definitely the the sound is to me a lot richer but i i really like i really like um I really like this uh, review by Metal Injection, blasting, thrashing, pulverizing, and yet has groove, which is <laughs> very, very true to to, to 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 me to my ears. And yeah, I mean, they called it the best grindcore release of the year. You know, gave it a ten out of ten. You know, I mean, how did were you were you surprised by by this kind of thing? I mean, Wormrod had been building its reputation, um, you know, for about ten years before about there. So for yourself though, So this this would have been the first time you know your work has been reviewed in that way, and yeah. and they gave you a lot of kudos um, since you were the new guy and the new drummer and stuff. You know they they talk about how you like to blast completely fuck shit up. I think that's that's in a that's in a good way. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I think so. <laughs> that's cool, man. Cool. That's yeah. Cool, so man. how did you feel at the point in time when you get all you know you? All of a sudden everybody started raving about this new thing that you've done well new for you you know
2: yeah it was a you know um it was some it was a new experience for me definitely to to have so many people um you know reviewing my drumming uh, as as a band our music you know it was it's it's, it's a feeling of fruitfulment when we when we put something out there and uh, your 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 music gets you know, gets to people and people feel your music and all these compliments and all they are truly very much appreciated by us. And you know, I for me it was overwhelming. You know, at the starting I'm like, wow, this is so wholesome. You know, like feels feel felt great to hear uh, people liking our music as a whole because we were practicing it, we were writing the song, we were jamming it together, and now that. What we felt in the studio is out there for the public to hear um yeah it's a, it's it's definitely a wholesome experience and uh it's, it's it's all worth it at the end of the day
1: i mean i think one one of the interesting things also is is the fact that um okay that, that, i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna put you on the spot for a couple of things um, okay. firstly there was the, the, there was this whole issue about you guys not Touring after the album was released, I think to the US or something like that. Was it that, that was for voices, right?
2: Uh, yeah, we had a few hiccups on the tours along the way because uh, I think I, I believe that we had like two tours that were cancelled. I if I'm not wrong, I, if I if I recall correctly, that two twice it was cancelled. So, um, you know, sometimes it's we get circumstances we cannot control, such as yeah uh, visas, especially to get a touring visa, we have to. Mm. you know for us we have to go to the embassy we have to get interviewed we have to give our 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 you know our stance everything our what whatever we are going to do how we're going to contribute blah 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 so it's it's quite a tedious process you know like the meetings and everything visas so this this is a quite a long process and um, ultimately something went wrong during that period of time and we couldn't uh we couldn't i think it was we couldn't get our visas in time or something but we learn from these experiences you know sometimes we make we make mistakes on our end or sometimes mistakes are made on
1: the other end and
2: we we just have to you know find our way around it but uh, this is the reason we you know we will never confirm a show until it's you know 1000% confirmed because imagine yeah. imagine you pay for a, a ticket for a band that you really want to see and mm. the band just cannot make it due to certain circumstances mm. not not only will you feel like shit but honestly the band also feels like shit yep. because you know there are people taking days off work or traveling from so far away to watch a concert and this kind of hiccups happen mm. um but one notable hiccup that, that did happen on the on the recent US tour that we had was our luggages got sent back to Singapore um, okay. with our equipments everything because wow. yeah due to some hiccups at the at the airport um, it, so what happened was um, the three of us my like the 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 band we yeah. we got through and our our merch guy he he didn't get through and there some some complications basically and uh the bags were tagged under his name oh okay <laughs> okay oh my god no <laughs> yeah yeah you see where he's going so when yeah. he went to Singapore, all the luggages uh went along with him right right we didn't have our equipment we didn't have our fresh clothes or anything as we touched down in jfk so the first i think i think we only got our bags um three quarter or halfway or three quarter way through the tour wow and uh, i remember it was it was you know after every show i would you know sometimes you don't uh you don't have fresh clothes you don't have anything yeah. you know you're in the in the van we'll be like I was, because I sweat a lot in the show Okay. So, like, my underwear goes side A side B you know what I mean
1: that's a that's a spinal tap moment
2: if there ever was <laughs> one <laughs> yeah so you know we have we have to um, you know just go with the flows at some and that you know this kind of experiences really um, teach us you know that be grateful for all the small things we have and all these kind of mm. things like a nice, clean, you know, clean, fresh clothes or a nice shower and all. This is all a luxury. And, you know, people people might think touring is all, um, you know, fun and yeah, games. Glamorous. And glamorous. I glamorous and mean
1: it's, it's not <laughs> just sex, drugs and rock and roll, no?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, you know, there, a lot of hiccups can happen during the tours. A lot of things can, um, can go wrong, but and and it's and it's also you know um sometimes you know lack of sleep you have uh, you don't eat on time and all this kind of stuff there's a lot of things that that um, make touring not what people actually think it is you know uh, um going on the road with these guys going on the road with the guys arif and rashid and our manager azian uh taught me a lot really taught me a lot i Taught me a lot about how to be grateful of the small things we have, and so I'm so you know like these these are life lessons that I, I couldn't get elsewhere, except from you know these experiences I've had with with my band. So what were the gigs like in the US? Awesome, awesome. There's there's no <laughs> other question. You know like there's different. The vibe is different from you know local gigs or, I mean every every I believe every country you go you know you're gonna have a different kind of vibe. In terms, mm-hmm. of giga- like mm-hmm. Europe and US, have a different uh, vibe, but ultimately, it's the still still the same fun. <laughs> yeah, it's it's different. Like every day, you have to play a different state, so you just sometimes you don't have time to sleep. You just you know load in your. Uh, we we have to set up and tear down ourselves all our equipment. Wow okay. Usually, we get to the venue early. We set up. If we have time, sometimes we do sound check. Um, but usually, you know, if there's not enough time, we will just you know let the uh, local bands do the sound sound check, and we'll just do a line check and say it's oh. alright. Yeah. Um, for us, it's fine. We we don't have to we don't have to do a sound check. We can just do a line check and um, just grind. Huh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> any 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 fun audience stories? Oh man, it's
2: too many to name, bro. All sorts of um stories. You know you. From people falling off the stage and not for oh yeah. ten minutes. Yeah, and then what? you know, messaging us a few <laughs> oh days later God, saying it's okay. all right, but he had broken jaw, broken eye, eyebrow. Oh broke. my goodness! Oh Yeah. Oh We're just glad he's all right you now. Yeah, a lot of different, a lot of stories. Um, I remember in Manchester when we played in Manchester, there was a there was once where a beer glass like flew right. And it smashed right behind me. Oh, oh man! Uh, so I was like, that that was close, yeah. Yeah, man.
1: Oh, yeah, boy. Well, spe- oh, speaking, speaking man. of Manchester, I'm just gonna take you a, a few a, about a hundred miles off there, and get you to talk about Glastonbury. Um, yeah, where, according to the BBC report, a chaotic barrage of growls and pummeling drums on the surface underpinned by a metronomically precise musicianship that's required to perform at breakneck speed in a space the size of a tube carriage. So what was Glastonbury really like? I mean that's like one of the biggest festivals in the world. Um Yeah, yeah. not many Singapore
0: musicians
1: can put that on their CV, la. let's put it yeah, that way. That's right. <laughs> nobody else, la. nobody else can put that on from Singapore can put that on their CV. Because none of them had done Glastonbury
2: except Wormrod. Uh, <laughs> <yep, yep, yep. laughs> <laughs> well, what I what I can take away from that was uh yeah, it was we we played we played in a train carriage. Um we played in two different separate venues at Glastonbury itself. So there was one there was one on a main one of one of the big stages where I believe Napalm Death was played the day before, right?
1: Okay. Right, okay.
2: Um, that was fun, but okay, here's the thing about Glastonbury. I think, okay, I'm not entirely sure of the timing, but I believe it was 10 p.m. when it's sunset and sun rises at 3 a.m. I think, yeah, 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 yeah. over summer, summer yeah. Like summer, yeah, 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 so two or yeah. three. So when they told us we are playing 1 a.m. in a train carriage, I was like, who's gonna come? Who's gonna be there? <laughs> who, who <come laughs> mind? In my mind, I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking that, but ended up that's actually they gave us like a a prime slot. Right. That, you know, it was it was when everyone was out and about, you know, um, everyone was drunk and having a having an awesome time. Um yeah, it, that train carriage experience was definitely different you know it's different it's not like your regular gig where you you know um yeah it just felt really really different but so awesome you know everyone just crammed in that train carriage and feeling was, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was and the whole train carriage was moving shaking left and right <laughs> I, was, I was just hoping it doesn't fall you know because it was on like the it was like on a on a platform on the third like second or third story
1: oh wow um, okay okay I mean, how did how did you guys squeeze like your stuff? Oh yeah, carriages? I'm sure. carriage is not that wide. Yeah. You know how how does that how does that work? I mean, were you cramped into a corner kind of thing or, or what? Yep, exactly. I was
2: cramped into a corner. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. The drums, yeah, the drums was right at the back, um, right behind me, I believe. So there was a sound 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 person right behind me. I was doing the sound behind the drums and. The drums took up basically the whole width of of the, the back portion of the carriage. And in front of me was uh, Rashid on my right hand side with his amps. I think his amps was also like on the side, I believe. Okay. And uh, Arif was on my left hand side in front of me. So uh there was also like a sort of a, a taped up barricade for for the audience. To separate the band from the audience. Basically. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but it was it was a crazy experience. Like bodies were were flying. Were, bodies were, were all over the place. Like <laughs> <laughs> okay, people were, were body surfing in the train carriage. Mm. Wow. <laughs> okay, that's. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was a really memorable experience. Definitely.
1: And and you guys played on the other stage as well, right? Mm.
2: But that oh, was wow. not. You know that's, that was that's... not so. That's, that's um you know the, the the crowd for that stage was not as much but that was because of our uh, our time slot that we got we were playing when the sun was up so that's you know that's <laughs> yeah for, for the big for that stage yeah
1: <laughs> oh, okay not con- not conducive for... <laughs> yeah definitely not <laughs> actually i want to ask you about this well although grind grindcore or the kind of music that you guys put out is it's it's loud Mm. it's aggressive but after a while it kind of has a very nice calming effect (laughs) to me anyway (laughs) like after like track five or track six i go like hey you know i i I, you know i will expect i will expect to feel you know more aggro or whatever right considering considering the the way the way the music is played, but after a while, I was going, "Hey, okay, this is actually quite nice." <laughs> I, I I feel clear, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no, it definitely
0: has a, uh definitely has a so-called meditative uh, effect you know, because of the way it goes, right? You can actually mm-hmm. meditate with it in the background. I think.
2: Yeah, I think it's uh it's it's also you know um may, maybe it's just that you know like the different elements we bring into the music, like what what we pour into the music, so. Maybe perhaps what you guys are feeling is what we are feeling. You know, after we play the show as well, we feel like we've 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 let a huge huge chunk of, um, you know, tension out of our body. Yeah. We definitely feel it too. So yeah, I, yeah, it's it's awesome that you guys feel that as well. Well, Abi, so I
1: mean, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot again. New album. I mean, you guys have posted stuff online on your socials and stuff. When so when is it actually gonna, when is it coming out? Are you guys like? near the finish line if you cross the finish line are we okay all
2: all i can say i cannot say i cannot tell you guys when the album is going to be out
1: you know that's okay. that's a secret that has
2: to be kept but i can tell you the updates of what what has done what we have done so far we've pretty much finished recording the album we have mm. um right now it's just um the waiting game basically so everything been done oh. um yeah pretty much i i can't really say much about the um the release date <laughs> so so where was uh where was this recorded okay so this was recorded at Snake Weed. that's
0: quite different different <laughs> didn't expect that
2: <laughs> yeah i think for for this album as well we are we are going for you know i mean leonard is awesome oh, he's yeah. done so many different um range of bands different genres he's a very versatile sound engineer and a really fun person to work with as well yep, so yep. i must say that this album is going to be really different very very different but at the same time still keeping our sound but it's going to be very different and the production itself plays a huge role in that as well for this album that's that's all i'm going to say <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> for yourself though, I mean, like you know it's, it's
1: since you've joined the band um, you know what would you say is like the, the biggest thing you've learned
2: okay i would say the biggest thing i've learned is um, always hope for the best but expect the worst if you as as far as as far as hiccups you know as far as um you know when we are touring or whether we are recording um, might i add also in this recording we've had so much so many hiccups along the way I had a fractured hand and recorded so this album I recorded with a fractured wrist, and my our singer Arif recorded with a torn vocal cord. So we we really wow. pushed ourselves, and our guitarist Rashid was uh, shifting house in between as well. So we you know we we really had to make ends meet to make this make this album um, you know happen and. I believe it was a good thing because we, you know, we, we, put in, we, we put in more emotions, we put in more of what we were going through, you know, these challenges that we're going through. So I hope that the people who listen to this album will, you know, feel what we're feeling as we are writing the songs and recording them of us.
1: Album is done. Are you guys? Act, I mean, I know this is uncertain times and all that, but you see yourselves like being able to get up on the road again and and doing gigs again, because Wormrot did. I mean, well, for all for everything else, they did establish themselves as being like a great gig band more so than anything else. You know, always doing gigs, mm-hmm. always being out there.
2: Um. As, okay. So as far as gigs go, as far as touring goes, we we do not have any solid concrete plans or anything um and i don't and i don't think that you know i don't i doubt we are going to be able to tour full on anytime soon the reason being is that uh you know everyone's touring next year everyone's touring in <laughs> yeah you know everyone everyone's booking booking shows venues are fully packed and <clears throat> um fully booked i mean and you know, it takes one year for to book a tour for you know at, for, at, like a US tour or a Europe tour or Europe UK, it takes at least an year to in advance oh. to plan it out. Uh, yeah, our manager, ASEAN, she she works really hard on this. She's um, you know, she she's the one who makes the phone calls, she does everything, the booking, et cetera, et cetera. And um like, the, right before COVID, actually, we were supposed to tour, um, I, th- I think it was like four or five months or something in a row, where US and Europe, we had back-to-back. Like, we wouldn't come to, or just straight. And all of that went down the drain, um, mm. you know, as COVID, um, mm. as COVID began. So, we do not want to, you know, confirm anything um yeah you know it's a lot of hard work on her end it's a lot of hard work on on the bands and we we want to be sure you know that that we we can tour as as what we've done before as well you know like we've canceled the u.s tours that uh in the past just because of um hiccups certain hiccups we do not want to do that again we do not we don't want to you know, promise the people that we're going to come to your um, city or state and then, you know, not being able to. So we, you know, let's see how it plays out like with COVID and everything. But uh one thing good is the the whole vaccine, um uh, sorry, quarantine-free vaccine mm, yeah, the travel lanes yeah. that I guess that gives a bit more hope to bands, a bit more hope uh, for, for the future. So let's see you know right now i i I can't see i can't say anything sure sure but we'll see how it plays out yeah
0: yeah so i I suppose i mean in in the the immediate future i think the the focus is really on the new album Hmm. right so so i mean do you have any kind of hopes uh, inspiration aspirations about uh, the new album what do you hope you'll do
2: um you know Whatever we put out is truly from the heart. Everything that we put out is um, what we are feeling at that particular moment. We are all I can hope for is that you know um, that people can uh, feel what we felt during this this uh, writing process, and you know, understand. I mean, like we we write this music based on our emotions, so. You know, we just we just put it's basically what we are feeling out there in an audible format, basically. I mean, there's there's no there's no hopes for it. There's no like um like oh I wish that, you know, this, that. for me personally, I just I'm just happy that we can create music. I'm just happy that we mm. we can put something out there. It's been five years, like uh five or six years since mm. voices and it's been too long already.
0: Yeah, too long, too long.
2: It's <laughs> been way too long, and I'm just happy that we're putting something out there, and that's you know, that's that's more than anything for me personally.
1: I mean, maybe maybe I can just quickly just since you mentioned about writing songs, I mean, what well, what is your process like? Um, just you know, give a brief explanation or show us like tell us like how how do you do you come up with like you know I got this I got this great riff. You know, what do you guys want to throw into that or, or does arif say okay i have this line that you know i have this i, I have come out of this like uh you know uh lyrics or, or who who writes what first is do the lyrics come first or do the music comfort does the music come first
2: um okay this is usually for um our writing case yeah the music comes first so um rashid our guitarist he he writes riffs or he sometimes he has an idea in his head you know like he has an idea of structure how it should sound and then we try out certain ideas in the studio um or sometimes i, I for for this album um i sent over a few like drum skeletons so like like structure basic structures not i mean basic like basically right. patterns and structures and then mm-hmm. and you know write riffs over it so there are a bunch of ways that we've been doing it. But for this album, it's been uh yeah. Basically that's how we usually do is the music first and then after that the, the lyrics and then we put everything together. Uh that that's that's how it's been for um voices and and the upcoming one. Uh, yeah. So we sometimes I I have an idea i'll just record it and i'll send over to rashid sometimes he has an idea he will send to me and see what i can come up with on the drums and yeah so do you ever come up with ideas on the road because that's usually what you hear with a lot of bands um we uh okay so i mentioned about that that tour that got cancelled right the four or five Uh, yeah If, if we went on that tour we would have to write this album that we've just uh, recorded on the road because we would not have time to uh. you know so that would have been an experience anyway. we actually talked about it we we talked about you know bringing bringing a, a guitar uh, like maybe you know um semi acoustic or something like and i you know hit on on pads in the in the van while we we're touring we, we talked about it uh if if we had done that long tour i'm pretty sure that's how our writing process would have
1: been. <laughs> you know, you mentioned like being on the road or doing gigs and all that, mm. you learn a lot of important mm. lessons and, yep. and you know, grow as a person, as a musician as well. You know, do you think that, you know, that's something that all, all local bands I, should just get out and get out there and just do the do it you know what i mean just just find us, find whatever mm. gigs you can do anywhere you want and, and just go out and do it i mean it is, <laughs> yeah i mean for you know it, it, what's your take on that um, if if a band came again, okay, if a band came up to you mm. and say hey man we want to do like what you guys are doing what what advice would you give
2: uh yeah i think you if you have the opportunity you should go for it you know like i would I, w- I would tell that ben definitely wh- whoever that if they ask whether they should do it i'll say go for it you know because you um if you don't make a sacrifice basically a lot of people a lot of um i wouldn't say a lot like you know so the the, the typical mindset would be that okay i have a, i have a job you know i have a job we cannot go blah 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 but one thing I learned from 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 these guys, from Rashid, Arif, and Azian, was uh, when I started touring with them, I learned that before I joined, they would you know quit their jobs, going on tour. You quit your job. They would quit their jobs, come back, find another job. And imagine how many times you have to keep doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are certain. These are certain sacrifices that have to be made. You know, if you if you if you're not willing to make the sacrifice, then uh, it's kind of hard for the band to progress. So I've learned this from from the guys. Like, uh, for me as well, if I if I had to right. quit my job yep. to tour, I will do it in a heartbeat. A bit. That's it, you know. That's for the band. You know, it's it's um, certain sacrifices have to be made. Yep. Um, Arif and Azian have a child. And when we go on tour, of course, you know, they. I'm pretty sure they miss their child and everything. Uh, but the sacrifice, they sacrifice the time away from their kid. You know, for example, we, we all make sacrifices when we go on tour. But these, uh, sometimes, you know, when you're on tour, your family, family members can fall sick, but the show goes on. Uh, you know, girlfriends want to break up with you and all this kind of stuff, you know, it happens. But... You yeah. know that these are sacrifices that we make as a as a whole as a band, so that yep, you know yep, we can yep, get yep. a hit as a band together. Yep, yep, yep. Right so, yeah, then. right on,
1: right mm-hmm. on, right no, on. Yeah, yeah. Hang on, hang on. Let me just quickly write that down. Make <laughs> sacrifice, <laughs> get on road. <laughs> it's so it's so
0: true. It is so true. Yeah, M- music, music. Uh, if you really you know if you really passionate and you're committed about music, that it really should come first. And, yeah, um, definitely. It really, it really should
1: come with the sacrifice. Yeah, I totally agree with that. If you could, I mean you 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 said that you were you were working when you joined Wormrod? No, at that
2: point of time I had just finished uh, uh you
1: just finished Army, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm, yeah. So you literally just out of NS and then transition straight into it,
2: it was I think two weeks after I yeah. <laughs> wow, that's quite fun. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: So you know, if you had to do, you know, you do it all over again, would there be anything you wanna what would be the one thing that you would change in this situation?
2: Um no, I I wouldn't change anything because everything that I learned um, from from watching these guys and from being with them, from touring with them, um, these are all life lessons. These are whatever mistakes that I've made in the past and all that. You know, it 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 it, it, it We grow as we grow as a individual. We grow as people when we make mistakes. So I believe that uh, you know uh, everything happened for a reason, and um, I'm grateful for the experiences that. Uh, Rashid, Arif, and Azian have taught me along the way, and I still continue to learn from these guys. Like you said, I'm the baby of the band. And I'm the youngest of the band. I have it's the truth. I have so much to learn from these guys, and I'm I'm so grateful that they are always patient with me, and you know they teach me the right way, and all that. And you know I have a lot more to learn from the guys as well. So I you know I'm looking forward to every everything that we are going to embark on yeah
1: okay okay well we don't want to keep you too mm. long so thanks very much seriously for for taking time out to... yeah thanks
0: thanks for us yeah thanks for spending time with us it was great it was really great to talk to you man really great to meet you really likewise likewise very
1: cool very cool <laughs> all, the, all, all <laughs> the best man Thank you, thanks guys. Hopefully, we'll get to hear the album soon. Soon, right? Soon. Did you yeah, say yeah. soon? Yeah. Did I hear? Did I hear soon just <laughs> <guess not>. now? <laughs> Hopefully, you get. I mean, I don't know if you guys have planned to do any gigs here in Singapore. And I've seen some of the videos. So, listeners out there, if you've not seen them uh, live, you can check out some videos on YouTube and stuff like that. Mm. And you'll know why why this is one of the bands that you will want to go and check out in a live scenario because it is it's crazy. I mean, personally, I did. Like I said, you know, I I didn't have. A, I mean, I'm I'm not so clued in into yeah, the grindcore yeah, yeah, yeah. world and stuff like that. But when when you see a gig like that, uh, you, it really it really is is a whole other you know it's a whole other level. Um, yeah. So if you guys do get a chance, please go out and and, and go check them out. Uh, we, yeah. Maybe before before we go, um, you know, we usually tell people where to look out for you guys. Do you have any social handles for yourself that people can you know?
2: Talk you on. <laughs> uh, uh, um. Okay. So we, we we just have like Facebook, Instagram page. I mean, we usually post up our uh, and Bandcamp. If you if, if you know if you wish to support us by our merchandise, you can buy it from uh, the Yeah Egg web store. Um. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Uh. Whatever news that we touring news or or release news, everything can be seen on our Instagram and Facebook pages oh, okay. and, and Twitter okay. page.
1: Great. Okay, great, great. Okay, Thanks. great. Thank you very much once again, Vijesh. Thank you. Thank you. See you around. Have a good day. Take care, guys. Cheers. Bye-bye. Yeah,
0: sweet, sweet guy. <laughs> Same age as my second son. <laughs> Are you kidding? Really? Wow. Uh-huh. Okay. Thirty ninety one 91, 30. Yeah, but
1: interesting. I mean, like, you know. No, I
0: mean, you know, what they have achieved, uh, basically, you know, outstrips of all of the rock bands that we've had or metal bands or any other bands right (laughs) any band is it any band any band band that we've had in singapore yeah
1: out have kind of outstripped all of them it's interesting man like what he said also about about how you know the their commitment and and their belief is it's always right yeah. up front no um, no but i mean
0: yeah. i think also i mean once you know you have gone overseas and you play overseas on a regular basis and you're able to do that on a regular basis it does kind of shape the band and it changes the band's outlook ma. it's really eye-opening yeah because the world uh, is huge right. yeah you know it's, it's like exactly. if it, I mean it, the world's your oyster so to speak like it's like you talk about us and and,
1: and 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 europe and all that it's like incredible that's even then, you know, even if even if you're a young, uh, single, yeah, and stuff, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not sure how many of us will <laughs> yeah. say yeah. yeah. I just quit my job. I just just go and do yeah. two months. We have no idea what's gonna happen. It's a whole you know a whole a whole wide new world out there yeah. um but let's just go and see and then come back and see if i can get another job you know that that kind of mindset it's not it's not it's not just oh you're young and free and stuff right? i think it, it, yeah. if you look at it it can be quite scary and I yeah, understand yeah, yeah that. exactly that that's what i that's what i also think yeah i truly like about bands like that who who don't mind going out there to do their dues. and like he said shit shit can happen uh, you know all the stuff that they face yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Def-
0: I mean, definitely. You know, it's a bit, a bit ridiculous when you think that they are more or less under the radar here. they should be, you know, really
1: fitted and lauded for all that they have done. with they are not. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely.
0: Yes, and that was a very interesting and intriguing episode of Lion City Rock, right? So hopefully you've learned something new today as far as uh, maybe a new music genre that you may want to check out and discover. Alright, so once again, thanks again for being around and listening to us. Uh, as usual, please uh, give us your feedback, comments. Um, you know, we have a, a Reddit page, so that's a good place to do it. Or you can find us at the Fast Colors uh, Facebook and so on and so forth, or on Instagram even. Yep, and so forth. So yeah, if uh, that's it for today. So Thanks again for hanging with us and we'll see you next time around. Yep. Ciao. See ya.